You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 130 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the lounge studio this week the lounge studio. is Matt Smith. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the uh, slightly unnerving uh, experience that is uh, <laughs> episode 130. Uh, we're having a few technical problems in the studio here. Uh, those of you who are watching and listening on live, uh, online live uh, will be aware of them. Uh, so we're just sort of, we, we, we think we've got a, a, you know, our finger on it and uh, hopefully... Uh, It'll be okay, but uh, we do have, I'm delighted to say, we do. Uh, a massive friend of the show, the, le- the legend that is uh, Neville Bounds. Hello, Neville. How are you? Yeah, hi, Matt. How are you doing? Why is there always a big technical moment when I'm on? Yeah, I'm sure I, I there's, there's, there's no connection whatsoever. There are gremlins. Every, every time you're on the show, there appear to be gremlins that appear somewhere <laughs> in the system. It's because every time you're on the show, I'm made to feel very inferior. And I think that's what's happening. But uh, anyway, uh, what have you got in your hand there? Oh dear. Apologies. Uh, if you are listening to the audio podcast in front of the camera, uh, uh, there is a pint of Adnams. Essentially, this is the chosen beverage uh, of the Carlos variety. Which, which, for, is, being, which yes. is being consumed, I have to say, from this rather oh, amazing right, glass. Right. Okay, there. good. Yes, yeah. It's an Acme glass, by the Acme way. Acme glass, uh, yeah. And uh, as I'm the one driving, I'm the only one without it. Well, I've got a cheeky little cider in my hand, but uh, Nev has in front of him. Look at Nev. Nev just has to go that one step further. Yeah, this is the uh, Marks and Spencer Merlot, uh, a, a cheeky little number at six ninety nine. Uh, other brands are available, of course. Yeah, but none of them are any good. No, uh, that's true. So, so what, what are you drinking this evening, Well, I, I've got a, a very sort of light uh, beverage. This is because it's the nice thing about doing an evening show, isn't that's it? Pretty, one feels obliged to, uh, to that, sort that of consume a light posh cider. It is. It's a kiwi and lime, and it's an old malt cider whatever one of those is uh, but anyway it's very nice uh, I'm afraid I've consumed my only can because we're so late starting but uh, <laughs> anyway uh, yes uh, so uh, yes uh, house, housekeeping rules it is uh, now sadly so. approaching 10 to 8 it is uh, Friday evening the 16th of September 2016 and this is episode number 130 so a big thank you and to everyone in the chat room who has who have stuck with stuck. us since we started broadcasting <laughs> at 7 o'clock uh, hello to you all in there, lots and lots of names in there. Uh, Liz, Jonathan Warner, I'm Philip so Davis, sorry, Mola, and Liz, Liz. I'm so sorry. Um, Barbara's in there, Jennifer, uh, Tony S, Philip mm. Davis, Paul Tricker, York, Mola, Benjamin Todd. Uh, I'm just scrolling down here. I'm scrolling. Yeah. Oh, we've got Neville Bounds in the chat room. Well done, Neville, ah, for joining yes, us in there. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Parkinson's in the chat room. Uh, it's pouring with rain in Rome. Uh, it well, is we've, here. We've had yeah, lots yeah, of rain yeah. here. We've had a lot of rain here. Uh, Mash is in the chat room as well. David Corston's <laughs> in the chat room hey. as well. My word. Many anybody anybody who follows me Philip on Facebook Davis. will have seen a little video that I posted today that, that basically made me resemble a very drowned rat because I was in did Chrome Did you post today. it on our Facebook page? Uh, I didn't post it on our Facebook oh, page. Okay. No, you can post it on our Facebook right. page if you wish. It wouldn't let okay. me do it for some reason. But anyway, uh, that's by the by. Yes. So again, apologies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those of you who are watching. 
watching li- live, we have had some technical but issues. But to be fair, m- most of the people in the chat room are APGers as well. And right, they'll, so be, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be used stop to, a, to a slightly no, delayed no, start. No, no, no. no. It's <laughs> Captain Jeff, if you're listening, oh, stop much it. love. Stop it. <laughs> bad, bad man. Anyway, yes, uh, oh. enough of this. Uh, I think we need to uh, crack on, don't you? Yeah, before, we do. We've got um, other, uh, just, just FYI, uh, there's a lot of Microsoft Windows 10 updates going through the system at the moment, and that's what's... Um, sort of uh, knocked our system out for a few minutes. Okay. So I can see Nev on, on my screen busy oh. shaking his head in horror. Yes, I know, but I can't afford a Mac. <laughs> Return of the I Mac. I dread to think how much a Mac to do the things that we do with this tower would actually cost. Oh, you're pointing at me now. What do you Micah yeah, right. in the chat room yes. has just said that the last APG show was delayed by an hour, uh, over an hour. Okay, so uh, that's made me feel slightly better. I can live with 10 minutes, but this yeah. is too much. I'm, I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very sorry. Well, we have got uh, the usual news this week. We've got some, uh, some mili- nice military news stories as well. And um, we've also got another one of the great interviews that we took from the Seething Air show mm. uh, to play back to you as well on this show. Yep. And uh, yeah, and 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 thanks again to uh, to Nev for joining us uh, yeah, uh, as a, as a co as a, a very uh, well established esteemed mm. co host for the show. Well, thanks guys, very much appreciate it. I'm Thank very you. much looking forward to my birthday. By the way, I can't. I know. So I fun. know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, shall we? Uh, shall we? Shall we do some news? Yes. So we're going to kick off the show then, as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Uh, yes, 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 I am. And if you're ready, Nev. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. I didn't think it was going to start then. Oh, it did. <laughs> Pray, praise the Lord. Oh, I, do you know, I think I should take the tower home when I go yeah, home. I the tower's going to go home with, with Matt tonight. <laughs> I'm going to take a so, slow to it. kicking <laughs> off this week's first news story, and uh, this is on the NDTV.com website. And the headline is, No selfies in aircraft, please. Aviation regulator tells flight crew. Ooh, really? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so it, yeah, if I get through the story here, it's got an ad blocker on. That's why it's it's blocked the story. There oh, we go. It's all gone horribly wrong, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh no! It's because there's an ad blocker. Hold on. Now this is a, this is a part of technology that we've got installed on here, on the la- on the laptop here. Okay, but good. This, um, Nev, by any chance, do you have a clear version of the story in front of you? Let's just have a look, shall we? Yeah. And uh, I'll, uh, perhaps I'll, I'll do the first one. See. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll on, break with tradition. And if, yeah, <laughs> whether, it, uh, whether it works. Oh, yeah, it works a treat, actually. Good, okay, all right. Well, okay. Nev, if you wouldn't nice. mind taking the first story, then. Yeah, it's no, no problem at all, guys. This is on the ndtv.com website, and uh, it says that uh, aviation regulator uh, DGCA has prohibited flight crew from taking selfies in aircraft besides the uh, asking the airlines to ensure that passengers <clears throat> excuse me, do not indulge into photography whilst boarding or deboarding a plane. Though earlier rules also put some restrictions on in-flight photography, the fresh guidelines come in the wake of certain cases
cases coming to the light about possible security risks from clicking cockpit selfies. To ensure safety of aircraft operations, all the air operators are required to ensure the provision of AIC-3 of 1997 and Operation Circular 4 of 2011, a very popular one I think that is, on the subject <laughs> are scrupulously followed. Crew do not indulge in photography during any phase of flight. Passengers do not indulge uh, in photography whilst embarking or disembarking the aircraft. Um, and uh, it's quite interesting, isn't it, how, how suddenly this has become a, a, a big thing. And it mm. says that uh, many instances have come to notice where in cockpit crew has indulged in photography in the cockpit. In few instances, both pilots were away from the aircraft controls when the photographs were taken. Um, mm. So uh, under the aircraft rules of 1937, which is just before 20 to 8, uh, <laughs> photography from an aircraft in flight is prohibited unless there is prior permission from the authorities concerned. Really? Now that, so well, are. yes, I mean, that's, I, I suppose, so actually it's quite an old um, rule, if you like, isn't it? So it, it's, it's not like... Um, <laughs> Selfie rule from, yeah, 1937. from 1937. I don't think they had iPhones yeah. then. No, they? no, I don't think they did, no. <laughs> but I, I, know, I know a lot of the airlines, I mean, obviously the airlines, I don't think they allow the, uh, I, know, I know they don't allow the flight crew to, to kind of film themselves, I think, when they're flying. Right. I think that's a bit of a, oh. a no-no. Mm. Um, well, I, I mean, it's a it's a shame though, because I mean, I, I mean, I've seen some fantastic, and I mean, some fantastic videos um, that some of our listeners have sent mm. us when uh, when they've been in the cockpit, sort of filming while they're flying and that. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah, you're going to have to stop doing it, Carlos. It's no good. I know. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Yeah. But I remember. Do you remember if we had? Remember we had Sam uh, Chewy yes, on the show uh, yeah. a few a few weeks back. And uh, if on his videos, some of his videos on YouTube, there's mm. some really good ones which he got from on the flight deck of uh, in the um, cockpit, yeah. uh, Air France, I think it was triple seven. And I think we we did ask, I did ask him whether it was online or. This says in 1937 they were doing paintings yes. rather than so, yeah, they were Bro sort of selfie Texas. paintings, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> uh, I I remember Sam saying that he that he had to get special permission, right, um, from the airline. And lots of security clearance okay. and stuff like that to be able to, to allow him on the flight deck to, to film and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. um, but but no selfies for. I mean, it's okay. At I mean, I've took plenty of selfies mm. on the aircraft yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, well, then, but, well, you're um, not you're not going to in future, are you? No, I am. No, oh, it's just oh, a crew. Oh, right. It's a crew thing. <laughs> crew thing or a pilot thing? Pilot thing, I think. Mm, yeah. Okay. So yeah. moving on to our next story, this Indeed. is especially for Matt. Yes, that, and that's probably because it's a Ryanair story. And I know we've got a, we've got two Ryanair stories this week. One which I'm very upset about, which will become uh, much more apparent towards the end of the of the uh, the show. But uh, this is on the Chronicle Live website, uh, chroniclelive.co.uk, and the headline is "Sangria at the Ready" as airport as Ryanair announces new flights from Newcastle Airport. Well, this is very exciting. The budget airline has brought forward plans. Uh, to fly to the Spanish capital of Madrid, and seats are going cheap. Uh, fancy a trip to Madrid for just £25? Well, now oh, yes, you please. can. Uh, Ryanair has brought forward a direct flight from Newcastle Airport to the Spanish capital, the birthplace of Newcastle United manager Rafa Benitez. Right. Uh, the, <laughs> the flights will launch in March. Perfect, perfect if you or Rafa fancy a bit of winter sun. But that's not the only new destination in the budget airline's portfolio. 
Holidaymakers will also be able to take advantage of new routes to Faro in Portugal, uh, Girona, and Girona. Girona and Palma in Spain. And Ryanair has pledged to pass on cheaper co- the cheaper cost of fuel to families who are getting away this year. Uh, Robin Keeley, the airline's head of communication, said we are pleased to further extend our Newcastle summer 2017 schedule with a new route to Madrid, in addition to our three new routes from Faro, Giro- Girona and Palma, the continuation of our new services to Gdansk, uh, Lanzarote, Tenerife, Warsaw and some name I can't pronounce, uh, into summer and more flights to Alicante, Dublin and Malaga, which will deliver over 750,000 customers per annum and support 560 jobs at Newcastle Airport. Uh, Mr Keeley said to celebrate our new Newcastle Madrid route, we are releasing seats for on sale for just twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> wow. So 25 quid, basically, yeah, for, for yeah. travel in March and April, which are available for booking until Monday. Since these amazing low prices will be snapped up quickly, customers should log into Ryanair.com to avoid missing out. Madrid, the beautiful Spanish capital, is expected to be the, a popular destination from Newcastle. A Newcastle Airport's aviation development manager, Leon McQuaid said uh, with twice weekly flights conveniently timed we expect this service to be extremely popular with both business and leisure travellers throughout the region oh, I think that's quite nice an extra destination to fly from from uh, mm. from, from a UK airport anyway with mm. Ryanair it's always a good thing especially Madrid popular destination for um, holiday makers definitely yeah, in Europe absolutely uh, although unfortunately as we'll see later on and I keep coming back to it uh, what they give with one hand, they take yeah, away I know. with the other. But uh, anyway, and Mas- Mash has put in the chat room: Madrid is a beautiful city. Yeah, I, do, mm. I, do, I don't, I don't doubt that for a moment. And in fact, at twenty-five quid, maybe we should be booking them and going. And we can take our satellite. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll work anywhere in Europe. <laughs> so the next story is on the Telegraph site, telegraph.co.uk. And the headline, £50 flights to the US <gasps> coming in 2017, wow. says airline boss. That is cool. The prospect of flights to the US for as little as £50 is growing ever nearer. Norwegian, the low-cost carrier of at uh, the vanguard of the low-cost long-haul revival, has said it will introduce a $69 or £52 transatlantic fare once its latest order of new aircraft arrives. The airline has launched uh, new routes to cities including Los Angeles and New York in recent years with fares as low as £149, but it's now aiming to drop them even further. Thomas Ramdahl, Norwegian's Jeff, uh, chief commercial Norwegian's officer. Norwegian's Jeff commercial officer. Good. <laughs> Jeff, <Excellent>. sorry. <laughs> told Business Insider that the airline was uh, waiting on a shipment of 100 Boeing 737 MAX 8 airliners that will feature new fuel-efficient engines. But Tony has and a really good point, actually. aerodynamics, <laughs> uh, which will make uh, flying across the Atlantic more cost-effective. Only then will it be able to introduce the $69 flights. Norwegian currently operates the transatlantic routes with Boeing 787 Dreamliners. Uh, he said, it, I can promise you that this will see uh, transatlantic flights on the 737 MAX next year, said Ramdahl. 
and that's when you'll see the $69 fares. Mm. The first of the planes could be with Norwegian as early as March 2017, but Ramdahl said there would be an announcement in November or December with more details on the cheap fares. Norwegian, along with other airlines offering low-cost long-haul travel such as Wow Air, use its headline-grabbing fares to attract customers, uh, but then the customers and passengers are faced with extra costs for the likes of whole luggage and seat selection. Mm-hmm. Attempting to book a £179 flight from London Gatwick to Norwegian's newly launched destination of Las Vegas, Telegraph Travel found that services at the base costs were available, but checked baggage, a meal on board and a seat reservation would cost a further £50 each way. But that's still cheap. There's um, no two ways about it, is it? That That's still really, really cheap. It is. And, and uh, uh, Tony had a really great point, so that's why What's I was that? trying to interrupt you. It's like, yeah, $69 plus $150, you know, like taxes yeah. and things like that. So I mean, this this all goes, I mean, this sort of kind of thing goes back to, and Neville will know exactly who I'm talking about here, to, to the kind of Freddie Laker days. Yeah, definitely. And um, he was one of the first uh, operators, uh, along with Richard Branson, I I guess, um, to offer uh, affordable fares uh, to the US uh, from the UK. And um, no one really has done that since, I don't think. And uh, sadly, you know, the the company went out of business, but uh, it wasn't for the want of trying. And uh, he he did some some fantastic deals. And let's face it, it did enable people to fly – those sort of distances for you know reasonable mm. amounts of money. Yeah. Do you know, I've, I found in my collection of photos, and you've you've actually, I think you you put them in the montage at my birthday. Quite possibly. There've, there's three or four photos I've actually got, Nev, of me uh, on board the Skytrain DC-10 many years oh, ago. Nice. Um, going yeah, on holidays right. as a child. Oh, wow. And the cabin inside that DC-10 was huge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Although uh, Mike, Micah has uh, put forward a very good point, in fact, that we've got no excuse not to come and see him now uh, and come and eat the best lobster in the world. Oh, that's true. That that's very true, true no Micah. Got that's no very true. That I, I, think, I think a mass PT UK outing. <clears throat> what do you reckon, Nev? Well, I'll be up for that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, definitely. So moving on to the uh, next story. Yes. Um, yeah, this one's going to be Nev's, isn't it, this one? Well, this is on the uh, independent uh, website, and just nine years after Singapore Airlines launched the first passenger service of the world's biggest airliner, the future of the Airbus A380 looks shrouded in uncertainty. The launch airline has decided not to renew the lease on its first Super Jumbo when it expires next year. The plane made its maiden passenger flight from Singapore to Sydney in October 2007. It doesn't seem that long ago, does it? But uh, incredible. Uh, Poly Carpu, uh, aviation marketing strategist for DVB Bank, said of Singapore Airlines' decision, "I'm not surprised to see them return these first off-the-line examples, examples of the of the Super Jumbo. The airline industry has really bought into the new technology delivered by the A350 and the Boeing 787, which have impressive range capabilities and are able to bypass the traditional hubs and operate at lower capacities with improved profit margins. They are real game changers." in the commercial airline world, he said. Singapore has uh, five more A380s on order, on, on order, which are due to be delivered from next year. And it's not unusual for the first few production aircraft of a new model to be regarded with some circumspection. Often they are heavier than later aircraft and may suffer 
te uh, teething problems. An expert in the aircraft value said they are essentially, in the nicest sense of the word, virtually R&D aircraft, with the manufacturers battling to smooth out the initial kinks of the new kit and improve the later examples coming off the line. And uh, Airbus, uh, Airbus has expressed confidence in the A380 programme, saying traffic growth is leading to larger aircraft, which have grown by over 40% since, since the 1980s, as airlines select larger aircraft or upsize existing backlogs. Larger aircraft like the A380 combined with higher load factors make the most efficient use of limited airport slots and contribute to rising passenger numbers as confirmed by London's Heathrow Airport. And the jet which carries more than 600 people in some configurations has proved very popular with passengers but with only 200 built the super jumbo has failed to meet the manufacturer's sales expectations and when the entry into service was delayed a number of airlines including Virgin Atlantic cancelled their orders and another concern is the second-hand value uh, of the A380 and I think it's one of those things isn't it gents that um, in order for this to be profitable they, they've got to operate it at fairly close to maximum capacity I would imagine mm. and I think the problem is that with these other new aircraft coming along like the A350 uh, 787s and this kind of thing uh, that don't need quite as much space around the airports and they do have very long range as well so um, I, I think this is just a, a temporary hiccup though I, I don't see this as being a, a long-term problem for this aircraft uh, it's just one of those things it's a, a cyclical thing and uh, yeah the aircraft's yeah, nearly 10 years old hard to believe that isn't it yeah already yeah already really yeah. scary it, I, I think it's it's not been as popular as what i think airbus thought it was gonna be nev would you say yeah um, I think so. And I think, um, obviously, they're, they're trying to reduce the seat uh, ticket price. And, uh, yes, of course, if you jam, you know, 600 people on an aircraft, uh, the, the, the uh, cost per passenger is, is reasonable. Um, but, of course, um, there are four engines on it. It needs a lot of crew on it. And for the mm. very longest sectors, it needs two sets of crew as well. Um, so there's a, a lot to think about. So it, it's got to be profitable from day one. And I think with some some of the financial downturn that's gone on as well and of course as the aircraft just as the aircraft was introduced actually in 2007 that was the big financial downturn uh, and of course the timing was rather unfortunate but uh, i i'm don't think i'm i'm too concerned about the long-term prospects i don't think yeah, so we're really trying to get rid of a, something stuck on the screen here yeah. with a laptop <laughs> we're having a great Bloody show thing. everyone yes um <laughs> No, I, I think as all, also the saving grace, I think for Airbus though, Nev, is the fact that um, Emirates have, have, you know, they've still got quite an order of uh, A380s yet to come, mm. um, which we covered in the story not yeah, so long back. I think they're one of the largest operators, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. As well, so, um, yeah. yeah, they've, they 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 I think they're going to start replacing their older 380s next year with uh, with brand new ones. But do we think it is uh, capacity <coughs> that's that's the issue if you like they're struggling to fill these things and that's why they're they're less interested in Well Emir Emirates obviously fill them. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps do. some of the airlines where they're struggling mm. to to literally put bums on seats because you yeah. say I mean uh, I don't know what the load factor I'll must tell be you what, in order if, for a flight to be profitable if it's if it's an A380. It would be really interesting to see how uh, how much uh, BA fill their 380s? Because obviously British Airways mm. have uh, have got Airbus 380s in their fleet, and it would be interesting to see just how much you know how how much they fill their 380s on mm. their on their flights to and yeah. from 
the state. And it's also it's all all to do with um, uh, not just the load factor, but the, the timing of those flights as well. Uh, how convenient it is for people. So uh, there's a lot of factors uh, in getting the load factors right with these aircraft. And uh, yeah, it would certainly be interesting to see uh, what the real numbers are. And I'm I'm sure a lot of the airlines wouldn't wouldn't reveal that. But uh, no, it'd be interesting to see certainly what how BA have got on with it. Yeah, uh, Jen Jen Niffer in the chat room was also saying that um, uh, apparently they're really quite difficult to manage manufacture and that's part of the, the you know so it makes them a lot more expensive but uh, yeah it's 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 it, well, I hope well, I, I hope I, they I, don't re- I hope we, they're not going to suddenly start so sort of, I mean it, mind you if Emirates as you say is one of the one of the biggest customers oh yeah you know definitely. I mean if they're still buying them then surely they that you know they must still be viable therefore they'll carry on making I tell you, I can remember a few years back being delayed uh, on the on the steps coming away from a triple seven we we landed in Dubai at when we flew back from um, from Oman and um, I remember looking, walking down the steps because they couldn't get the, we couldn't go to uh, one of the usual air bridges at the, the, uh, at the terminal and we had to be deplaned via the steps and go on the buses. Really? And I, I still remember looking across at the terminal building at Dubai and just yeah. seeing A380 after A380 really? after A380 after A380. Yeah. So many 380s there and it's yeah. amazing mm. to see yeah, those aircraft lined up like that. And obviously they're also, the, I think they're the biggest operator, I, I think, of the 777 as well now. Right. Yeah, I think the other thing is, of course, where uh, Emirates are based in in the United Arab Emirates and and Dubai, uh, of course, uh, from a geographical position, it's it's perfect, isn't it? It's sort of halfway around the world for for Mm. most situations. So those flights to uh, the US or uh, to Western Europe or uh, going eastbound to um, the Asia Pacific areas in Australia, uh, it's a perfect hub airport. So I think that they would do very well with that aircraft. no, No question about it. Yeah, I'll tell you one airline who hasn't um, um, took the 380 on yet, and I thought they would have done, Nev, and that's uh, Virgin. Yes, I mean, I think that they, uh, well, they cancelled some orders, and I think they were going for uh, the sort of the, the twin engine operations uh, where they could. So that's obviously the 787 in the case of uh, Virgin and uh, the A330s and mm. the A340s that they've already got. I know the A340 is a four engine uh, aircraft, but um, yeah, those, so are, those uh, old planes, it's, yeah. it's just a question really of as well the financial climate as well. It's, it's not just about the operating costs of the aircraft, it, it's where these things happen and of course you know the a380 took a, a, a long time to, to come to market and as i say just as it hit the market was exactly the same time as the uh, the big worldwide financial downturn so uh, really interesting sometimes how these uh, uh, the, the perfect storm sort of comes together doesn't it tony s has put in the chat room as well um the a380 are being taken on by uh, by none of the american uh, airlines as well hmm. yes is that because it's airbus yeah. though no, I don't think so. Uh, there hasn't, there isn't any American carriers, though, is there, with the three eighties? Not as far as no, I'm aware. There isn't. No, no yeah. there isn't. That's uh, that's quite surprising, considering the amount mm. of um, passengers that go through the states or the US and that. But, but I, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to get told off by by lo- loads of people in the chat room, I'm sure. But well, I, I just sort of get this feeling that that they you know they 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 tend to go for Boeing because they prefer american made rather than european made yeah maybe. but they they but the saying that Matt, there are there are a heck of a lot of airbus aircraft in the states being used by right. okay. oh, by yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, a yeah, lot okay. of um uh, us airlines use the airbus th- uh, 320s or 321s right they're a very, very popular aircraft over there okay. in, in no, the US. So. Well, it's just the, the novelty. I, I 
Ask me a question about a bus. Okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> so moving on to the next story. Uh, yes, okay. For you, Matt. Yeah, this is okay. on the ABC News. ABC, oh, ooh, speaking of the Americans, this is the abcnews.go.com, and the headline is Slovenian airline bans use of Galaxy... Ah, another one. Oh, another uh, one. Bans uh, use of the Galaxy Note 7s on its flights. Now, this is a continuing uh, issue, really, isn't it, to be fair? Um, and uh, Slovenia... In fact, I've, I think I read somewhere Delta have now cancelled... Yeah. have yeah, now Delta, banned yeah. them as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Slovenia... Slovenian Air, <laughs> Airlines, uh, Adria Airways, has banned the use of Samsung's latest model phone, mobile phone, on its flights due to safety concerns. The carrier said Thursday that the Galaxy Note 7 devices need to be turned off during the entire flight, cannot be charged on board and should not be put into checked luggage. The airline said this is in line with recommendations issued by the European Safety... European Asian... European Aviation Safety Agency in the aftermath of reports of these phones basically bursting into, into flames. It's... Um, it's uh, yeah, as I say, it's yet another carrier that are, that are, that is banning these these phones on flight. I mean, not good news if you're Samsung, really, is it? No. Well, I, see, I'm a bit confused because I, I was under the impression that they'd all been recalled, so people shouldn't have these phones anymore. Do you remember last week when we covered this story, Matt? Uh, mm-hmm. When we had because we had Pip uh, with us last week, and uh, after we'd closed the show up last week, mm-hmm. Pip um, had uh, an email from SafeJet. Oh. Didn't he? He actually let us know after we finished the show That's that right, he yeah. literally, when we stopped the show last week, Pip got an email from SafeJet um, about the Samsung, the you know, the Note S7s or yeah, whatever. The they, Note uh, 7, yeah, yeah the Note 7. That, that um, they were also they were, banned on, on flight. Well, yeah. they're, they're, not ba- they're not banned from being took on board, but you're not allowed to have them switched on or, charged. uh, or charging yeah. on the aircraft. And it's they're it's, okay. To be fair, they're okay when they're on. Um, the issue is actually charging. Um, mm. Because I think I think the Note Seven had a, a fast charger, and it, basically the batteries aren't coping with the fast charge function. So, uh, from what research I, I've made of it, but it's uh, a bit uh, a bit that, worrying. That well, you know. I, I'm very very surprised that this didn't show up in testing. That, that's <laughs> the that's the issue. But uh, there we are. It's uh, not good news for Samsung, and obviously, as well, and this probably won't be the last time that we see uh, yet another airline uh, cancel it until the problem has been solved. I suppose. Oh. So moving on to the next story, and uh, is this me? Is this me? Or is this I Nev? have I no idea remember. which one. No, who, are we, who are we with now? I think it's Nev now. Is it Nev now? Yeah. Nev, this oh, is... Oh, is it? Oh, sorry, I'm not uh, quite ready for that, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we can... Uh, no, okay. Well, it's just from okay. the, uh, the Mail Online, okay. uh, this uh, website, this one, and um, it's the, uh, the best airlines in the US revealed. Alaska Airlines is ranked number one for the second year running. I'm, and, I'm sorry, uh, I'm just going to interrupt, Nev. Actually, uh, Micah has just pointed out that apparently they used m- multiple batteries manufacturers, and it was only one one specific manufacturer where they've had the fault with the battery, which is so they've only recalled ones with certain batteries. Ah, anyway, interesting. Sorry. Yes. Anyway. yes, no, that's a very good, very good point, actually, Micah. Yeah, well hadn't, done, Micah. Uh, hadn't twigged that. Well, uh, Alaska Airlines has flown into the top spot again, Ooh. ranking as the best airline in the U.S. for a second year running. A study rated all carriers' overall performance based on five areas: cancelled flights, customer satisfaction, denied boarding, mishandled baggage, and on-time arrivals. Swiftly following Alaska Airlines's tail was Delta. 
trailed by JetBlue, Southwest, Virgin America, Frontier, United, American and Spirit. Uh, all of the airlines were acknowledged for their performance in each, each individual category in the research carried out by airfarewatchdog.com. When it came to the uh, on-time arrivals, Alaska Airlines scored first place again, and Delta reigned for having the fewest cancelled flights, whilst Virgin America claimed the award for having the fewest mishandled bags. Ah. For the majority of the uh, categories, Alaska Airlines fared well, staying at number four or higher, but fell to number seven for its number of denied boardings. So uh, coming in at first place for that category was JetBlue, and it also tied first place with Southwest for its high customer satisfaction scoring. Airfare Watchdog uh, used data from the Department of Transportation to put together its annual airline assessment. And according to the website, Alaska has appeared in the top four since the list debuted, uh, uh, debuted uh, five years ago. Uh, and uh, at the other end of the scale, this year United left the bottom of the list, uh, switching places with Spirit. And there's a whole list of uh, uh, tables there about who's who's best. But uh, yeah, Alaska has come out top uh, in this list, certainly. But uh, we have to say that the fewest cancelled flights uh, top nine, mm. uh, Acme has come in first place, which mm. is good. Jeff will be happy mm. about that. Yeah, he will. He will be very Yeah, happy. so Acme's in Indeed. first place, uh, with Spirit being in ninth place for fewest cancelled flights. Uh, going back to the battery thing, um, <laughs> Mr. Warner says that apparently it might be his fault because he works for, for a battery <laughs> manufacturer. Right. So we'll blame, we'll blame, we'll blame Jonathan. The, the most important one, though, fewest mishandled bags, because mm. uh, Pip had the issue, I think, with uh, with lost bags. Or was it Pip? Or was it, no, it's Micah. Micah had the issue with bags. I think well, no, Pip did as well, didn't he? Mm. He had a lost bag um, as well. Uh, American was the worst, coming in mm. at ninth place, with Virgin America being in first place with the mm. fewest mishandled bags. Uh, Acme was in third place. Uh, United was in sixth. Mm. Yeah, it, and Southwest. Uh, funnily enough, Southwest is in eighth place for the fewest mishandled bags. That's right. quite surprising. The Southwest are supposed to be quite a good airline, I think. And so, uh, <laughs> what do they mean by amount of denied, denied boarding? boarding? What does that even mean? You're not getting on this plane. Well, what happens, uh, I think this is the, uh, what, what I think the, the interpretation of is most airlines overbook uh, their flights uh, by about yes, 10%, yes, 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 roughly yes, speaking. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's because they uh, average it out over a year or maybe longer than that, uh, where, in fact, people just don't turn up for their flights and it's not normally people uh, you know holding maker types because they've saved up all year for it yeah. but probably yeah. business people tend not to turn up or they've got their travel department for, or forgotten to cancel it for them and so they end up with lots of spare seats and it normally works out but just occasionally um, and you know more often than not as well sometimes uh, they just cannot get enough people onto the aircraft uh, they, the aircraft ends up being uh, overbooked and they have to start uh, offering compensation or putting people on different flights and, and things like yeah. Uh, Jen Niffers put in the chat room. She said, I love how we all use Acme instead of the actual airline name. I know. It's just natural now. We're not, we're not allowed to. <laughs> that's why. We're not allowed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I know. Well, anyway. Anyway, yes. moving on to the next story. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, this one is on the skift.com website. You do really I find do some find some websites, weird websites. <laughs> Uh, on the Skift website, and the uh, it's, it's, it's regarding an airline we were just talking about, it's Southwest Airlines. For those of you in the US who use Southwest Airlines, uh, adding standby perks for elite 
frequent flyers. So Southwest Airlines is generally flown uh, against the grain among U.S. carriers as it bucks the trend of legacy pricing models, marketing strategy, and customer service. But with a move it made uh, this week, it's getting squarely in line with its competitors on how it treats its elite uh, elite frequent flyers. Uh, on Monday evening, the Dallas, Texas-based airline announced it would give uh, be giving elite members of its Rapid Rewards loyalty program access to completely free same-day standby, a perk that until now included a change in fair pricing. Uh, regular Rapid Rewards members and the casual uh, public still need to pay for any difference in fare if they choose to fly standby. There are constraints, of course. Free standby is only available to A-list and A-list preferred members of the Rapid Rewards program, for which one needs to collect at least 35,000 points, or 25 segments in a calendar year wow. to qualify. The standby flight also must be within two hours of the original flight, uh, all told, however, the perk is significant as a significant upgrade to the Rapid Rewards program, and one that better aligns it with better uh, better with com uh, its competitors. Uh, the ability to change flights on the day of travel is fairly common. The perk among the highest tiers in legacy frequent flyer programs, both Delta and United have offered Elite the ability to change tickets up to 24 hours prior to departure time at no charge for several years, while American Airlines adopted a similar policy uh, within the last year. Um, along with free upgrades, wavered cancellation fees on all, uh, award tickets and free luggage perks like free same-day standby are perceived as a strong value to business travellers who often need more flexibility in their schedules. Southwest, however, traditionally hasn't billed itself as a carrier of business class passengers. None of its aircraft have business class cabins, nor does the airline operate a dedicated lounge. The airline's sudden move to cater better for frequency for travellers uh, thus may, must be an indication of its willingness to expand further into the business travel market. In the last two years, the three big carriers of American, Delta and United have all realigned their pricing strategies to sell more tickets to business class customers, a highly lucrative and dependable market, and if Southwest can better, the, uh, better, better, better compete in that space, it will start earning its share. This is something we, we've. I mean, we've seen something similar in this country, Matt, with uh, EasyJet offering a kind of a business. Uh, I think Ryanair offer a business plus thing, mm. and EasyJet I think offer a kind of uh, kind of business style st uh, seat or something. I think they do. I know. I know uh, Ryanair offer. A, is it a business plus? Yeah, something Nev like Neville that. Neville probably know. All, all it means is you can you can sort of basically book your seat and, and priority yeah. boarding and, and all that kind of all thing. All in isn't one it? ticket yeah, yeah. cost. Yeah. Yeah. When you fly, uh, obviously for, for business, Nev, you you obviously fly uh, quite frequently with uh, with airlines and that. Do, do you kind of just book a normal economy ticket, or do you do you book a, a business style? Um, affair? Well, yeah, it, it, it depends on on the length of the sector. Obviously, for for European stuff, I, I tend just to fly economy uh, because the the business class flights are pretty expensive. What it, or what you can do is though is if you book it economy within about three or four days of the flight. You get a special offer come through, uh, ask 
asking if you'd like to upgrade to business class. And sometimes it's just a, like a £50 or £60 uh, fee for doing it. Um, so that does happen sometimes. But it, again, it depends on uh, how full the flight's going to be and uh, how many people uh, have got the right, you know, status for it and, and this this kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, booking, I mean, we, we've, uh, we'll talk about later on, but we've, I'm flying tomorrow, which I managed to get a, a nice couple of business class flights for. But that, that's pretty unusual to get them for, for cheap prices. Uh, yeah. but uh, they're normally uh, quite dear i mean you i mean you're, you're booking flights all the time though i mean you must be getting quite good at sort of knowing where to look almost <laughs> to try and find sort of you know perhaps the yeah, better I mean, the, the better there is, price there is flights. definitely a, a technique to it and uh, one of my friends actually who lives in sweden she is always uh, going backwards and forwards uh, on ryanair between uh, her local airport and Stansted, and she's got it down to a T. I mean, she knows exactly what the rules of the game are. I think that certainly with the low-cost carriers, um, if you know what the uh, sort of rules of engagement are uh, and you know how to play it to your advantage, then they are a fantastic offering. There's no question about that. But if you sort of rock up and expect to be treated in what I call the normal way, then you, you might be in for a bit of a shock. So it takes quite a while to, to operate, uh, to, to uh, be flying on these mm. low-cost carriers to get the hang of it and, and to just work out what's optimal, really. Yeah. Well, I won't be booking a business class ticket any time soon, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Although I shall, uh, I shall make a, a point of looking when we um, fly with BA um, next month. Mm. I, might, I might just sort of have a, have a glance if, they, if they'll let find. me and see what, uh, <laughs> see what the, the particular uh, business class cabin looks well, like on, on the Dash 9 Dreamliner. Bless. They might let me through. I'll flash the PTUK sort of card don't do that they'll lock you up immediately do you think yeah yeah okay. without question yeah absolutely. Okay. especially if you go anywhere near the Ryan stand that's it you're in serious <laughs> trouble so uh, moving on to the next story this one's for you Matt it is indeed yes uh, this is on the jet2.com website and the headline is our brand new aircraft touches down at Leeds Bradford Airport uh, there have been celebrations galore at Leeds Bradford Airport this afternoon after our brand new Boeing 737-800 aircraft touchdown at the airport for the very very first time the aircraft the first of 30 brand new 737-800s to be delivered to jet 2 and jet 2 holidays over the next two years landed at 3 30 p.m after flying in from Ganda International Airport in Canada. It will come into operation in the next few weeks, but only after we round off the aircraft with a few special finishing touches. The brand new aircraft will really help us make product improvements in line with our family-friendly ethos, which has recently seen us voted the UK's best airline and most loved airline by users of TripAdvisor and Skytrax respectively. It uses years of research to provide more comfortable more comfort for passengers and features the 737 Boeing sky interior mm. which includes sculpted sidewalls and a, win a window design that draws passengers eyes to the windows and a cabin design that offers more openness and extra legroom ah the magic word extra mm. legroom yeah. uh, some of us were in Seattle earlier this week to watch the aircraft take off and it was a very proud moment watching it land in Leeds Bradford Airport the very place where our flights began back in 2003 
2003. Since then, we've expanded to become the fourth largest registered airline in the UK, flying over 6 million passengers last financial year and providing friendly low fares to 65 exciting sun, city and ski destinations across Europe from nine UK bases. This, this brand new aircraft and the 29 other Boeing 737-800s due for delivery will only help us grow even further. They're expanding quite well, aren't they, Jet2? Mm. Doing well, every now and again, we a cover a story from Jet2 of, of, of some good uh, news story. Because we used to have the, the drunkard stories, didn't we, with Jet2, with the drunken, drunken yes. passengers. Yes, slightly happier news for them. Yeah. Yes. But uh, no, they've, um, their fleet is growing in size, actually. They've got um, still got the 737-300, still mm. got 28 of those in service. And they've also, Jet2, have still got um, 11757-200s in service as well. Um, but are they an airline that you've flown on before, Nev, or...? Uh, not yet, no. no. Uh, but uh, no, it sounds like they're doing very well, doesn't it, if they're expanding at the rate that they are. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, good, good for them. Sounds great. So moving on to the next story, and this one is, is for me. Isn't it, it is, yes, yeah. Me. Why don't you take it? I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So on the on, aerospace... You know, I, believe, um, I believe in our favourite song, it goes, having a nice time. Having a nice Grab time. Grab a line. Grab a line, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Aerospacetechnology.com's a site, and the headline, Airbus secures a 9A330 uh, aircraft order from Hong Kong Airlines. So Airbus has confirmed mm. a deal with Hong Kong Airlines for a firm order of nine wide-bodied A330-300 aircraft. Once delivered, the planes will be deployed at Hong Kong Airlines' Asian network and beyond expanding its wide-bodied fleet. Uh, with the delivery of its first A350-900 plane by the end of 2018, Hong Kong Airlines' fleet size will stand at more than 50 aircraft. Uh, Hong Kong Airlines President Zhang Kui said, Today's announcement underscores our plan to operate an extensive regional network in Asia. The A330's flexibility also allows us to further deploy these aircraft to some long-haul routes in the future. Um, we are going to operate the all-new A350XWB in 2017, which will open a new chapter of our international operations. Founded in 20, or 2016, the uh, airline currently operates an all-airbus fleet of 33 aircraft, which include 11 A320s and 22 A330s, as well as 5 A330-200 freighter aircraft. The airline currently covers 30 major cities across the Asia-Pacific region, including Gold Coast, Beijing, Shanghai, Taipei, Tokyo, Sapporo, Bangkok, Bali and Okinawa. Airbus Customer Chief Operating Officer John Lehigh said with the A330, the carrier will be the operating the most cost-efficient and versatile wide-body aircraft, both now and in the future. Airbus has so far received more than 1,600 orders for the A330 family of aircraft, which features passenger, freighter, VIP and military transport tanker variants. Around 120 operators are now flying more than 1,250 A330 aircraft family worldwide. And if we scroll, there's a little picture there on, if Matt can pop that little picture up on there, of um, the Hong Kong Airlines uh, livery there. There's a little photo there of the A330. That is one heck of a striking livery, got mm. to say, with that red with the uh, yellow emblazoned on the tail there. That's, uh, you definitely won't miss that red, because that is quite a bright red, that is. It is, isn't it? Very it is bright. quite a bright red. Um, not an airline that I've heard a lot about, Nev, Hong Kong Airlines. No, me uh, neither. No, never flown them. Uh, 2006, I found it's a relatively young airline. Um, by uh, today's standards, for sure. 
So moving on to the next story, this one is for you, Nev. Yeah, this is uh, on the Flight Global website, and uh, American Airlines has taken delivery of its first Boeing 787-9, its latest generation uh, wide-bodied aircraft. And the airframer delivered the aircraft to the Fort Worth-based carrier from its final assembly line in Charleston, South Carolina, on the 13th of September, flightaware.com shows. The Flight Fleet Analyzer, that's difficult to say, shows it has registration. Especially after November. a glass of wine, yes. Well, quite, I was surprised I've done it as well as I have, actually. Uh, no, registration no, November 820 Alpha Lima and manufacturer serial number 40639. I thought you'd like to know that. Indeed. American will debut its new premium, premium economy class on the 787 9. The cabin will have 21 seats in a 232 configuration. The aircraft is configured with 200. 85 seats, including 30 business class, the 21 premium economy, and 27 extra legroom economy, and 207 economy seats. The 787-9 will enter service on the 4th of October, operating American Flight 50 from DFW to London Heathrow, as spokesman says. It'll operate domestically between DFW and Los Angeles from the 6th of October through to the 3rd of November, before being placed on flights between DFW with both Buenos Aires and Madrid from the 4th of November. And American has got firm orders for 21 more 787-9s with three due this year. Fleet Analyzer shows. Uh, it operates currently operates 17 787-8s with three firm orders. That's a good news story, isn't it? it so is. that'll be, uh, I think that'll be a very popular route, actually, as yeah, well, DFW uh, to, uh, to Heathrow. Yeah, uh, Matt popped again. up the uh, the photos on that story, actually, that while you're reading that, Nev, mm. and, and uh, the inter- it looks like a really spacious interior. I mean, that was business class, to be fair, but yeah. Uh, yeah. looks nice, really, it? Yeah. looked really nice. One day, nice. Carlos, one day. Yeah, one yeah. day. <laughs> Do you know what? I was just looking at uh, American Airlines' fleet, their current in-service fleet, including uh, this Dash 9 that was delivered. And uh, American Airlines currently today uh, runs a fleet of 924 aircraft. Wow. <laughs> wow. Absolutely extraordinary. I remember when I was uh, flying out of um, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Fourth, Fort Worth back to uh, London Gatwick, oh, must be 15 years ago, and you, you're going out in the queue to actually take off, and there, there aren't hundreds. It just seems like there are hundreds of aircraft <laughs> yeah, all yeah. lined up. Absolutely incredible size yeah. airport. I've yeah, never seen anything like it. Wow. <laughs> actually, uh, Barbara's just put a, t- a note in the chat room. Uh, well done, Barbara. Uh, Matt and Carlos, what about everyone choosing their best airline livery? That's a really good idea. Ooh. I like that one, Barbara. Yes, okay. Yeah. I yes. think that could be a good idea for a next yes. uh, listener poll, I think. Indeed, yeah, yes. yes. Well, the results of our last one, actually, coming up next week. Next week, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good idea, Barbara. Yep. Well done. Mm. Well done. I'll, well done, I'll buy you a round of, round of applause. Round of applause, yes, Barbara. Yes, yes. Yep. Well good, done. Yes, yes. Yeah. So moving on to the next story, and this one is... Me, I think. You, is it? Matt. Yes, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it you? No, I don't it's know. you. I'm, okay, all right, fair enough. Daily Record is the uh, website, uh, dailyrecord.co.uk, uh, and the headline is Toronto-bound plane abandons journey mid-flight and returns to Glasgow Airport after technical issue. Oh dear, this is uh, this is um, not going to show. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's have a look here. This is great. Uh, we've got a slight uh, slight issue with the website. Okay, good. Hold on, let me just. Um... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is terribly embarrassing. For some reason, the story has um, 
not come up. Uh, yes, I've got the same, same problem here, actually. Yeah. Okay, oh, right. Okay, so we might have to abandon that one. Oh, actually, I have managed to... Oh, I was just about to say, I've, I've got it going, <laughs> but then a pop-up came up and covered the whole and thing. And covered so. the whole thing, yes. Yeah, okay, all right. I think oh, we're going to abandon we're gonna, that. We're just going to refresh that and see yeah. if we can get that back. Here we okay. go. Okay, all right, then. So, uh, no, we're not. It's you know, The pop-up keeps coming up, so... Uh, Hold on. Hold on, wait a minute, hold on, we'll, try, we'll just click on this here and see if this will bring the story back. <laughs> Somebody sing a song, please. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I'm just clicking on this to see if we can bring this story. Yeah, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I apologise. Uh, this is the joys of it being live. Uh, abandon the story, Carlos, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So no, uh, we'll abandon that story yeah, then. Okay, so the, the final story uh, is, uh, that, and this is the one that I was alluding to earlier in the, the story, uh, in the show, sorry, and, and um, very sad news for me because this is actually a flight that I use very, very regularly. Uh, this is the Insider Media Limited is Yeah, the this website. story actually broke yesterday. This yeah, is quite, absolutely. quite a new story, yeah. And uh, terrible news for me because, as you, many of you probably remember, I've got family that live in Ireland and I quite, fly into, I quite often fly into Derry Airport with Ryanair. And the headline mm. on this is Ryanair to axe Derry Airport to London service. Oh dear. Ryanair is to axe its London Derry slash Derry to London Stansted route, a move described by, Northern Ireland, by the Northern Ireland Airport as extremely disappointing. The low-cost airline will cease operating the service to London Stansted from the 25th of March 2017. City of Derry Airport also confirmed that a summer route to Faro will also be cut. Clive Coleman, a senior director at the airport, said that during a series of discussions with Ryanair, the airline had shed light on why uh, it was set to pull the services, including sterling devaluation following the Brexit vote and plans to reduce its UK operations apart from in strategic areas of competition. The airport management has been anticipating changes to Ryanair services and we have planned for such an outcome, Sir added Coleman. While the board of directors and management acknowledge the extremely disappointing news for the airport, I firmly believe the announcement presents a new opportunity to look at a number of positive options for development, Coleman said. A city of Derry Airport to London service is essential and added that it is working alongside the Derry City and uh, Strabane... Strabane District Council and the Department for Transport in London to secure a service, a public service obligation designation for a new service. This process is expected to be completed in early 2017, added Coleman. If successful, this will lead to a minimum of a double daily service from, uh, from the airport to London uh, from April 2017 onwards and a, and a continuity in the connection to London. The airport board and management ha has actively engaged with the Northern Ireland executive in recent months to discuss support for securing new carriers and new routes and to assist with securing the airport's future. And it is anticipated that a support package will be announced in the next few days. Now, the reason why this is very sad news for me is, as I say, I've got family that live in Ireland and this is a flight that I use quite regularly. Uh, admittedly, I haven't used it uh, in the last three months, um, but my, my auntie has been over three or four times uh, this year alone, and she uses this flight. And I can quite confidently say that those flights have always been full. Yeah, I was so just about to ask one. you uh, that, Matt. I mean, I mm. just thought they could have um, 
filled that flight or, or, or no get problem. some uh, no s- serious numbers on there without any problem mm. at all. I mean, I can still get... I mean, the, the, the issue is, and I wonder if it's, you know, a good, good old Brexit again being used as an excuse um, for doing this thing. Because, I mean, Ryanair have made no jokes and made no bones about the fact that, that their focus is on Europe and as Britain is pulling out of the European Union, therefore that is the reason why, you know, they're going to focus their, their attentions. And whether it's because Derry is in Northern Ireland... Um, and they'll still be flying to, I, th- is it, I can't remember whether it's Belfast or, or Dublin. I think it's Dublin that they fly to, isn't it? Um, mm. and, and that's not the end of the world. It's just that from, for, for like Northern Ireland, Derry is only an hour to places like Omar and, uh, and things like that. So, um, but these flights are always full, so there are obviously external circumstances uh, involved with this. And actually, myself and Carlos were chatting uh, beforehand, and he hinted perhaps maybe they've done a bit of a Norwich. Maybe they've put their landing fees up. Yeah, because that, that does turn a lot of airlines away. And that away. can turn a lot of airlines mm. away. I mean, again, we couldn't find anything um, sort of to, to, to back that up. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm surprised that Brexit is being used and the devaluation of the pound being used as a reason to pull this particular flight. Seems odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely. does. Yeah, so I, th- I think I, th- I, I honestly think having used that flight regularly and it being such a busy flight, I think there are other and other are, forces. Well, it would be interesting to see whether there are other airlines that you that, that do that route, Matt, from the UK. Well, there aren't. Into Derry. There I mean, Air Lingus. Uh, no. Uh, no, no. Um, it's it's a, it's, it's a Norwich-sized airport. Okay. So it's a very Derry is a very small a small airport, mm. and um, I mean, I did manage to get a flight to Liverpool. Um, and that was um, that was Ryanair, I think, mm. as well. I managed to get a flight flight back. Um, so they they do do they do do a couple of things, but perhaps they're going to pull it from there as well. Then I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps we'll find it. But they may have pulled those before. But uh, I mean, it is it, Ryanair is, as far as I'm aware, one of the one of the biggest commercial users of that airport. So this is this is quite bad news for Derry City mm. of Derry. So I hope they can find someone else to. To fill the bridge, my, bridge. My worry, perhaps, is it won't be a low-cost airline. In which case, it will. I will end up having to go to to Belfast or Derry. Barbara's uh, Barbara's uh, started a huge uh, thing in the chat Uh-oh. room now with her ideas about the livery thing. So yeah. well done, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. This, <laughs> this is, is good. What we like yes. So that uh, brings our commercial news segment to a close mm-hmm. for now. We've got, um, what are we going to do next, Matt? Shall what we? we're going to do next is what we're we're do next? we've got a little video that we're going to play for Woo-hoo. you. This is the, ne- the next set. This is set number two from our interviews. Have I got time to go and get another beer? You have, yes. Yay. It's all right, because it's about ten minutes long. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lovely interview with a, with a, a chap. This is really good. We it is a really good this one. This guy was awesome. He, he was indeed, yes. His name's Justin, and he was flying the bird dog on the day of the show we've uh, i've been out and about again and uh, managed to uh, grab another pilot uh, to uh, have a chat with uh, while the show is playing on the background there and uh, justin uh, you are uh, a pilot and you fly a very one of the, my favorite aircraft here at seething the bird dog tell us a bit about the bird dog okay so the uh, the bird dog was developed uh, just at the end of the korean war uh, when Cessna went head-to-head uh, with Piper for the contract oh, wow. to produce um, a uh, forward air control platform aircraft um, for the Korean War. Um, and um, it then entered full service uh, during the Vietnam War and was used extensively uh, right the way through the war as a forward air control platform and um, observer and also um, working with the battleships to um, move targets onto their designated uh, enemy. 
Fantastic. Now, I've seen you do the display uh, this year and obviously previous years. And, uh, and I have to admit, when I, when I see you doing your fly pass of the flight line here, it almost seems like you're virtually you know, knots away from stalling. It's, it just looks so slow. I can tell you it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. the, um, the bird dog, uh, incredibly, uh, despite its 38-foot uh, wingspan, uh, it's got a 215-horsepower six-cylinder continental engine with a 92-inch prop. Wow. So uh, when we drop the flap in, and, and usually this aircraft has a 60-degree of flap, so the idea was over the Vietnam uh, conflict they could drop some flap in and slow down the aircraft to around 55, 60 miles an hour allowing it to observe the enemy and record, and record the damage. Uh, wow, what is the stall speed of the aircraft? Uh, it's probably about 55, 60, 50, so I'm yeah, flying, right. It right yeah, yeah, yeah. flying it right on the edge of its envelope yeah, yeah. there. But today, yeah. today, we, today we've got a 15 to 20 knot headwind, so you've got to take it's, that into consideration. Yeah. So how long have you been flying the bird dog then, Justin? Okay, so the, um, the bird dog I've been flying now for around 14 years. Um, my father uh, brought the aircraft into the country in October 1998. Uh, it was the first bird dog on the British register. Um, Golf Papa Delta Oscar Golf is the registration, and uh, we're lucky to have the uh, call sign Papa Dog, which is quite unique uh, in the UK. So I use that on a regular basis when uh, just doing local flights. Oh, that's fantastic. You've also got it on your, I see you've got it on your, your overalls here, the, the actual Papa Dog with the uh, logo and everything. That's, that's, that's fantastic. You, you can blame my wife for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's another birthday present. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. great. Cheap to, play, it's cheap to buy for then. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been doing many of the air show circuits, uh, air shows this year in, in the UK? Uh, this year has been a little bit quieter for me, but, uh, but over the last seven or eight years, I've um, displayed uh, various aircraft, including uh, a Piper Cub as well, an L21B Piper Cub, a back in, from 1954. Um, I slowly progressed onto the bird dog um, and over the last two years I've increased my display authorization from a single ship to two ship, three ship and now I'm flying as a four ship as well. So. Wow. We've got a question for you in the chat room, uh, Justin, from Tony S. Um, asking, did the Navy operate the bird dog? The US Navy did operate the bird dog. Um, interestingly enough, this particular aircraft was built in October 1957. It was built in the uh, Pawnee factory in Wichita, Kansas. It was then exported to Reims Aviation in France, where the French uh, Army Air Corps put their stamp on it. And quite a few of the bird dogs ended up um, in operational service and combat service um, in the Algiers War. Oh, wow. Are there many of these aircraft still flying now, Justin? Um, in the UK, there's only three operational bird dogs flying. Um, the French have a number which are used as glider tugs. Uh, Malta has a few, uh, oh. Italy. And, of course, the Americans have a number over there. Um, and um, they've still got combat, ex-combat uh, Vietnam pilots operating these in their late 70s. And they're a host of information. They're great guys to talk to. Oh, wow. Uh, Schurt Bakker, who's in the Netherlands, okay. uh, he's asking, uh, does, does it fly like a 152 or 172? Do you know, that's an interesting question. Um, the 152 has a smaller uh, uh, wingspan, of course, and uh, it also has a slightly smaller engine. Um, the actual bird dog was developed. The wings are actually similar to a Cessna 170. Um, but what the Americans did, of course, is um, instead of making it um, a side-by-side -side seat, a they made it an actual tandem seat a configuration. Uh, sorry, they made it. A, a, a original aircraft were tandem seats. They made this uh, uh, one behind the other, and obviously they they were using those for for spotting enemy targets. Uh, and of course, they also used them for firing M16s out the back window, which oh, wow. you know the Americans <laughs> love that sort of stuff. Wow! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, I, just a just a question, really, obviously, because it, it, it's it's been a funny year for aviation pilots 
and and display pilots especially. Um, I mean, how have you found uh, sort of obviously the changes? I mean, uh, have you had to make ma many alterations to sort of adjust? Um, how it must have had an effect, for example, on on your routines that you can now do and and, and things like that. It's been an interesting year. Some major changes in in uh, the, the UK civil aviation uh, when it comes to the displays. Um, primarily, um, some of the things that have affected us are the distance from the crowd line. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a limbo uh, flying ticket, which allows me to fly down to three feet under a limbo wow. pole, uh, which uh, <laughs> I've often done with the with the Piper Cub. Um, wow. So similar to the flying circuses. Um, but what it's done, and primarily, if you notice today, is push the display line back from. 50 meters um, and that was anything below 100 knots right the way back to 250 meters right, so all of the spectators will be sort of um, probably peering a little bit further away than we have done in the past. I, I must say it hasn't like jumped at me that the flight line has moved a long way back. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. I, as a as a somebody watching the air show I don't feel certainly that that has Sort of impacted, if you like, it's not not sport the enjoyment, if you like, of, of watching you guys at work. No, I don't think it's a spoiler. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it depends on what acts out there. If you look at some of the, the flying circuses, they like to get into around 50 to 80 right. meters, yeah, uh, so the crowd can see balloon bursts. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but for our display today, um, 200 meters is adequate. Uh, we pushed to 250 and, and up to 150 um, feet above the uh, above the flight line. Another question in the chat room. Okay. All the way from the Netherlands again, from Stuart. Uh, he's asking, uh, uh, was, this the f or was this the first trainer for aspiring pilots? <laughs> uh, actually, this was uh, an aircraft that came slightly later for aspiring pilots. I mean, if you look back at the, the Cub, um, the commentator was talking earlier about the number of Cubs that were produced. And I suppose for aspiring pilots, that's where a lot of, um, a lot of the guys started, and especially before they went on to, to crop dusting in the States. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, Henry, Henry was telling us about that a minute ago as well. Somebody we were early, uh, interviewing earlier, yeah, same sort of thing. A lot of people have come from from crop dusting and things, and, and that's where they've sort of practiced, if you like. Yeah. My aircraft engineer, he's, uh, he's got somewhere around 6,000 hours, and I think he's done 4,500 hours on Cubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. he's quite experienced, and, yeah. and he was a crop duster as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, another couple of questions. These are quite interesting ones. Uh, can it do spins and can it do aerobatics? Okay. The aircraft's <laughs> not cleared for aerobatics, um, and, and I wouldn't claim to doing any um, um, uh, with, with it. But um, in terms of spins, again, um, when the aircraft came into the UK um, under the guidelines, the aircraft was not cleared for spinning, and it's something that I don't particularly enjoy doing, especially after my lunch. Uh, no, 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 indeed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tony S. in the chat room is asking, uh, is the rear seat backwards? Interesting question, actually. Um, the rear seat does engage backwards. So oh. where you actually lean against, you can re-engage it. And the idea of this was that well, you can fold both rear windows up. Yeah. And in some cases, during the Vietnam War, they mounted M60s in the back. But primarily, they, you, they shot with M16s uh, out of the <laughs> rear windows. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Justin, tell us a bit then about your, your history, your aviation background. Where did things all start for you? Okay, well, my, uh, my flying career probably started with my father. My father flew with the Barnstormers Flying Circus, the original circus in the UK. Um, so the, the Barnstormers was formed uh, in the early 60s with the Rothmans uh, display team, which oh, was wow. the pit specials, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the four-ship. Um, the guys went on uh, to use various aircraft, primarily out of Sywell. They were operating the Tiger Moth. So I got dragged along to various shows, um, not kicking kick, and screaming. Exactly not, not quite kicking and screaming, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but getting the opportunity to sit 
it in a lot of aircraft. So yeah. at the age of uh, 17, I got my license uh, over at Barton Airfield near Manchester in Grob 115s, which was quite interesting. Uh, finished off my license at Wickenby Aerodrome in Lincolnshire um, and then moved straight on to uh, Piper Cubs after that. Oh, wow. I tell you, I, I, need to, I need to progress on from the 150. I, th I think, think you need to pass your, your pilot's license first. I need to pass my PPL first, yeah. Before you get too, get yeah. too carried away. Now, we always ask this question to Ooh. all of our pilots. Put you on the spot, now. Put you okay. on the spot, right. Uh, if you could fly any aircraft, so if money wasn't an object, uh, history wasn't an object, and you could pick any aircraft that has ever existed or flown in the world, um, which aircraft would you most love a go at? It could be anything, commercial, military, anything. Okay, I, I, I think this, I'm going to have to answer with two of those. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah, give you two. Yeah. For sheer pulling your eyeballs out and having enjoyment, I think the Christian Eagle is oh, a fantastic wow. aircraft. That's not um, it competes cool. with the, the, the Pitt Special, the British, you know, the, the version, yep. um, but it's the US version, the Christian Eagle. And if you look at the size of the prop in relation to the wingspan, you know it's going to pull your eyeballs yeah, out. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so that's the first one. But, you know, I've got to go with everybody else uh, in the UK and follow the, the Spitfire. It, it, yeah. it is the iconic, uh, yeah. and yeah. it's All the right. one that everybody yeah. wants to get there. You, you, you didn't go and run over and jump in today. No. <laughs> 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 um, just one last question from the chat room before we, uh, before we wrap up uh, from sure again how difficult uh, is it to keep the uh, the aircraft in flying condition um, it's interesting it's um, it's it's not an overly costly aeroplane um, in terms of maintenance the problem with the bird dog over here is there's only so few so obtaining parts everything has to come from the states and of course since uh, since we decided to go brexit we've got another 15 percent charge on top of all of our imports i just wanted to get that right. in okay um, <laughs> right. that's fine yeah <laughs> gotta love a bit of polit pol 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 political stuff yeah <laughs> uh, but but in terms of getting hold of information uh, the international bird dog association so the ibda is a host of information the guys over there have all flown during the vietnam war um, in terms of just sending them a message and asking for support they come back within five hours, they give you something. Uh, and there's some good uh, websites over in the States for us to obtain parts, really. Oh. So, 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 so you just, it's just more waiting for it to get here. It's waiting yeah, for yeah, it yeah. to get here. Oh, if, wow. if you want to get it on a three-day, you're going to pay for it. it otherwise, yeah, absolutely. It's coming on another plane, essentially. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, Justin, thanks Thank ever so much, much for giving thanks, up guys. your time today to chat to us on the Thank show. I'm much. sure that the listeners have appreciated it across, yep. across the globe, anyway. And, uh, yeah, I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of uh, the air show. We've got uh, an hour, I think we've got an hour left of the air show until we until we finish today but yeah thanks for joining us on the show Justin well, all the best to you guys and I wish you all the best with the, with the podcast you're very okay, kind take okay, care, and take care. thank you very much thank you bye bye find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network the voices in your head dot com The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from news wires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.
he was such a nice chap to talk to, he wasn't was, he? Wasn't he, Justin? He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he was so good, so 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 well, 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 polite, mannered, well mannered, and um, yeah, yeah what on earth he was doing to nice us, talking to, to us. I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you all enjoyed that interview. With uh, uh, thanks to the comments in the chat room there mm. uh, from you guys. Yeah, we we uh, we had such a good day at seeding. We did. And, we really um, did. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really nice. It was a bit windy, but it was uh, it was good. It was a good day. It was a it good was. day. It was. So we have got uh, some a few military stories to bring you this week. And uh, are you still are still there, Mister Mister yep. Bounds? Still here. Yes. Good, good, All good. good. So we've got a few military news stories to bring to you. So if everyone is ready, uh, yes, yes, I certainly am. Yes. Let's go. Well, I'll try that again. Shall I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a few gremlins in the system this week, uh, but uh, the, yes, the we towers, got there. <laughs> the towers going on a, a the towers going on a visit after it is, the show today. A little holiday after the show. It's um, coming to my house to stay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes. so kicking off then with our first military news story on Flight Global site. This one, and uh, this one is uh, USAF confirms F-15D delivery to Israel. Ooh. Following the signing of a largest military aid package in the US history, uh, the US Air Force confirmed the transfer of 10 Boeing F-15D fighters to Israel. During the Obama administration, Israel received new capabilities from the US, including 10 F-15 fighters, several Lockheed Martin C-130 cargo aircraft, AGM-114 Hellfire missiles, and joint direct attack munitions, according to a White House fact sheet published this week. The 10 F-15Ds are uh, excess defense articles rather than foreign military sales, and the USAF has di uh, delivered eight to Israel so far, defense sources told Flight Global. The two-seater variant of the F-15 uh, is a trainer aircraft but can also be used for air-to-air -air combat. U.S. National Security Advisor Susan Rice... <laughs> Beg your pardon. Sorry. <laughs> That's nice. the, the beer talking. <laughs> ...referenced the F-15 delivery uh, during the 14th of September address announcing the $38 billion military package aid package to Israel at the State Department in Washington, D.C. Uh, the agreement, which takes effect on the 1st of October 2018, pledges 38 million, or 38 billion, sorry, 38 Ooh. billion dollars wow. uh, to Israel over the next decade, including 33 billion dollars in foreign military financing funds and 5 billion for missile defense. The additional funding will allow Israel to update the lion's share of its fighter aircraft fleet, including the acquisition of additional F-35s and F-15s, she said. As Israel prepares for delivery of the first F-35 uh, Adir to Netavim Air Base in December, the inclusion of F-15s in the deal could affect the mix of F-35s and F-15s in their fleet. While Israel defense officials requested more F-15 squadrons in 2015 as part of a compensation package, Ooh. following the U.S.'s decision to lift sanctions against Iran, industry sources later told Flight Global that acquiring additional F-15s was unlikely. 
Mr. Mr. Warner thinks actually that uh, eight of the Israeli F-15Ds were actually uh, overnight stopping at uh, Lakenheath uh, on oh. say Tuesday, I think. Yeah, on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, probably. Yes. There was some photos actually on one of the um, the Facebook um, site, the forum sites mm-hmm. for, for okay. that online. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So next story, moving on uh, yes. for you, Matt. Yes, okay, and this is on Flight Global again, and the headline is Deliveries of Spanish NH-90s Gather Pace. We've covered these Now, before. what is an NH-90? Remind me. The NH-90 okay, is you look, a... It's a helicopter, I know yeah. that much, but anyway, Airbus Helicopters <laughs> is, on track to, is on track to deliver another pair of NH Industries NHI, NH-90 TTH troop transports to Spain before the end of the year, adding, adding to the three examples already handed over. The first operational unit to receive the 11-ton rotorcraft, uh, the Spanish Army's FAMET, Air, Air Mobile Force took delivery of two more TTHs on the 14th of September, adding to one that transferred to the brigade earlier in the month. The latter helicopter is based at the services uh, someplace in Spain, that I'm not even going to try and pronounce, based uh, in the north of the country where it has been used for training activities. Uh, designated the HT-29 Cayman in Spanish service, the NH-90s had previously been delivered at a rate of one per year, starting in 2014 to Madrid's DGAM procurement agency. Airbus Helicopters, the majority shareholder of the NHI consortium, assembles Spain's NH-90s at its um, Albuquerque uh, facility. It says uh, two more will be handed over by year-end, with one likely to arrive next month. Madrid will eventually field a fleet of 22 NH-90 TTHs. So the NH-90, we've, we've focused in on the uh, military segment before on the show. The mili- it's uh, a medium transport utility helicopter manufactured by NH Industries. First flew in December 1995, mm-hmm. uh, introduced into service in 2007, yeah. uh, used by the French Army, Italian Army, the Australian Defence Force and the Finnish Army. Um, and uh, there's been 244 of these uh, produced as of uh, July um, last year, actually. Uh, um, Mike, Mike was saying it's it's uh, it's fly-by-wire and it's the Airbus equivalent of the US Blackhawks. So. Yes, very yeah. true, Mike. Very yeah. true. If you want to go and buy one of these, Mike, um, I'm, I'm sure Mike <laughs> wants to go and get one of these of course, for himself. Yeah. Uh, he can grab one of these himself uh, for a mere forty-two million US dollars. Splendid! I'll write the check now, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Mike can afford that. You know? I, I don't. I don't think anybody in their right mind can. So we've left the. <laughs> last military story for our esteemed guest this evening as it's on the Royal Air Force site. Yes, it is. And uh, this is about uh, the fact that RAF fast jets will visit Japan in the autumn to train with Japanese forces. Mm. Uh, so one of the squadrons based at uh, RAF Lossiemouth will fly Typhoon fighter jets to Misawa Air Base in northern Japan for joint exercises with the Japan Air Self-Defense Force. And this is the first time that the uh, Japan Air Force has hosted an exercise with a foreign nation other than the United United States. Exercising together delivers on an agreement made at the January 2016 Foreign and Defence Minister's Dialogue. And uh, speaking of the forthcoming deployment, Wing Commander Roger, Roger Elliott, uh, who's the uh, 
commanding officer of the squadron, said this is the most ambitious deployment that the Typhoon Force has ever done. I think it's probably the most ambitious deployment that the Air Force has done to the Far East. So it's a huge honour to be taking part and it's a huge honour to be the first RAF unit to go and operate uh, with the uh, Japanese uh, Air Force on exercise. The mission of uh, Royal Air Force Lossiemouth is to deliver a quick reaction alert and prepare for global operations. So by going to the Far East, there is no better way to prepare for a global operation. Uh, so we'll practice uh, everybody in their roles uh, supporting combat air. The exercise named Guardian North 16 represents an opportunity for the two air forces to learn from each other and to develop their skills. And uh, Typhoon crews will be supported throughout their journey by the RAF uh, air transport fleet for air-to-air refueling and transport aircraft carrying essential engineering equipment. So that's uh, quite a big deal by the sound mm. of it, doesn't it? So yeah, uh, quite, a, quite a, unique, uh, a unique thing. It's tell you what, it's a bit of uh, multinational bonding there. So I, don't, it's, I think it's the first time I've ever known our guys to go over to, uh, to Japan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This. I mean, uh, last year at Riyadh, if you remember, Matt, uh, we interviewed the uh, pilot from the Japanese I, mar maritime patrol aircraft. I, I can't remember what I had for it breakfast, was... Carlos. There's chances <laughs> of me remembering stuff like that are very unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you probably would have seen that one with you guys in the chat room and that from last year when we uh, we saw those guys at uh, Riyadh last year. And that was um, quite good having those because mm. that's the first time they'd been over here with that aircraft as well. Yeah. Uh, we got some good pictures of that. So, uh, yeah, enjoyed that. Um, so that is where we bring the military news segment to a close. We should have uh, we should have actually uh, got to Mr. Warner to do the military segment this we week because he yes, he is Mr. Yeah. All Knowing yeah. Military Man. So yes. perhaps perhaps we would better get Jonathan. Uh, he needs Mr. to do Warner a segment. That's what he yeah. needs to do. Either yeah. that, we'll we'll get him on the show. We'll have Definitely. him on as a let's guest. Have him on the show. Yeah, yeah let's we'll do get that. him on as a guest. Yep. And Absolutely. goodbye as well to Dr. Steph. Dr. Steph Aww. is apparently off. And Mr. Warner has put in the chat room, as uh, I knew he would do, yes. it was the Kawasaki P-1 ah, maritime right. patrol yes. aircraft. Of course, oh, yes, no, I remember that. Yes, yeah, no, it was, it was yeah. sort of like a, sort of a bright, well, cyan blue, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, a lovely yeah, colour, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. really good. Yeah, well, you, I mean, if you, if you say that, of course I'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm dear. not. I'm not fooling anyone, am I? Oh, uh, no, good. I right. Uh, well, uh, look. It, it's been an eventful show, ladies. It has and been an eventful it's show. A bit sure. shorter than normal, yeah. uh, but that's because I'm terrified that 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 we're going to fall off air. So uh, uh, it is, I'm afraid, time to uh, wrap up uh, episode number one hundred and thirty. What? We've got. We've just got a little bit of housekeeping to do have before we? we close. Oh, have we? Okay. Uh, following on from before we started the show, and that, uh, and also um, we're going to say thanks to Barbara for giving us the ideas mm. for our next Ooh, yes. listener poll. Uh, yeah. But for those of you listening in the chat room, and also to the audio podcast uh, on Mr. iTunes, Warner says he'll happily come on. So that's oh excellent. good. There we are. Good. Right. right. That's next week sorted. E email <laughs> email the show, Mr. Warner, with your uh, Skype details and that, and we'll get we'll get back to you. Mm. Um, so. Uh, as you'll know, we we for a little while back, a little while back now, we started the listener poll for your favourite airline. Uh, we've got uh, we had a few more uh, emails into the studio while we've been doing the show from some of the guys in the chat room who hadn't already given their answers in. But for those of you listening to the audio show who are not in the chat room at the moment and want to want to contribute, we're going to do a kind of listener top ten of your favourite airline. Yes. So if you could email us at the show and let us know your favourite airline, albeit. Um, 
I don't know, Ryanair. And uh, the reason why, i.e. that uh, they make the best paninis in the world, mm, uh, and email those across to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. I, I, I can see Nev smiling over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nev's already sent his, his answers yep. in, um, and uh, Nev, Nev uh, likes, funnily enough, Nev likes BA. Does he? he? Oh, does, that's brand yeah. new and shiny information. So don't forget, uh, <laughs> if you if you're gonna if you're gonna send us in, send them in uh, ASAP. We're gonna run the top ten list next week yep. on episode one hundred and thirty-one. Indeed, yes. So get your ideas in, and uh, very very um, kindly, Barbara has given us the idea, like I said, for our next list of poll, yes, indeed. which we'll we'll announce next week. We'll an- announce <laughs> next week. Yes, that sounds brilliant. So if you want to, as I say, if you want to do that, you want to send in the information to us uh, then it is uh, uh, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com that is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com uh, the website is www.plaintalkinguk.com you'll find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk and our twitter handle is at Plain Talking UK. Mr. Bounds, uh, if you'd like to give yourself a little plug as we're in the process of doing those things. Oh, yes. Uh, and, uh, well, my normal job, of course, as you may know, is uh, working for Feltech, who are a broadcast and audiovisual company. And uh, tomorrow Which is why I'm he should be to, sitting in uh, this seat. Uh, <laughs> off to Gibraltar for uh, five or five days, it is, uh, just no. on holiday with Mrs. Nev. Whee. And the weather looks uh, set fair as well. So that's nice. Oh, lucky you. It's not supposed to be particularly fantastic here in the UK, is it? But uh, there we are. You don't really care about that. You're leaving. I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing <laughs> Nev, you're going you're going to be uh, a three twentying it to uh, to Gibraltar. I think it will be, and that's the with the BA boys. Uh, assuming we get in, of course, because the the winds around the, the the rock of Gibraltar are extremely variable, and uh, they only give it uh, one, well one or two goes. And if it doesn't work on the second go, uh, we're off to Malaga, and then we're on the coach for two hours after that. Oh, lovely! So that we'll, sounds nice. Yes. We'll, we'll see how we do. <laughs> Indeed, fingers crossed for a smooth flight. Well, uh, wish yes. wish you a very nice holiday, Nev. I hope you enjoy mm. yourself uh, in Gibraltar. Make sure you take plenty of aviation related photos and um yes. and sort of wing, yes, wing them our yes, way yeah. wing yeah. them our way Paris, I thought sure. you might just go and have a holiday now <laughs> <laughs> Carlos yeah, giving I'll, you I'll, damn I'll homework take, again take some of my recording gear with me in case I need to you know <laughs> yeah. do, yeah. do, do yeah. some yeah. stuff yes Indeed. Yes. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's it. It's where it is time, sadly, to bring episode number one hundred. What are we, we going to do? A Saturday or a Friday next week? Mr. I Smith? don't know. I'm working on Sunday. I'm not working Friday or Saturday, so it's up to you. It's up to you. We're, we'll leave it up. up. Yeah, those who are in the chat room, would you rather us have another Friday one or a Saturday one next week? So it's Friday up? night or Saturday morning, basically. That those those are your yeah. options. But uh, while you're doing that in the chat room, it is time <laughs> to sign out. Thank you very much for sticking with us. I know we've had a few te- technical problems in our recording today and for those of you who are watching live we thank you for your patience yes thank you for your always. patience indeed thanks so, to everyone in the chat we've had a lovely full of lovely, lovely chat room full, full chat room mike is it i mean mike is like he's in there look yes yeah. mike well done and to everyone in the chat room um uh, everybody's saying for friday. I, th- I think it's friday i think i think, <laughs> I think <laughs> a, a quick straw poll suggests that maybe friday should be the the way forward so yes oh yeah i think it's gonna <laughs> okay, be friday so, right, so next friday then around about seven o'clock providing i don't break anything oh <laughs> blimey yeah friday it is then
Blimey, that's a, that's the quickest but, listener yeah, poll. It is, yeah, absolutely. I think Friday is, so uh, anyway, that's it. It is time to end. I'm going to bring up my fancy. If you're watching on YouTube, bring up my fancy uh, screen. There we are. Look, so you can see us all. So it's me, Carlos, and Actually, Nev. I could, I could, if I put my hand this way, I could poke Neville on. No, the, no, 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 no. Mrs. Nev is in the next room. You can't do things like that. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hold on. Does this work? Hold on, Nev. <laughs> well, it doesn't because I'm obviously <clears throat> the feed I'm watching is. Um, He's a little bit uh, delayed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's well, not well. seeing it live, is he? He just doesn't get it, does he? Bless him. It's a shame. Anyway, from all of us here in, uh, but in, in the various studios, it is, uh, I'm afraid, time to say goodbye from all of us here. Everyone give him a wave. It is goodbye. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.